Welcome to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Tonight we'll be running down the second night of WrestleMania 36 from start to finish. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy our podcast tonight after a word from my sponsors. All right, welcome back to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. I'm joined tonight by Yawn Man and Matty Ice. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, Hello. gentlemen. (laughs) We'll be running down and recapping Mania Part 2, the event that was too big for one night. And I I don't know about you all, but I think this needs to be the format from now on. I like the two-night format. It it braids it up a little bit. I can do without the recaps from night one, though. Yes. I thought – go ahead. And do not use the same intro for night two as you did for night one. Correct. That was ridiculous. Correct. I thought. I think this. It was a whole lot. I felt energized for tonight's show. I wasn't sitting there watching seven, eight hours worth of wrestling. True. True. So I think from now on, this will be how WrestleMania is done. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it was a great break between both nights. It was. So. We'll start off with the match of the night, and oh, I no, the first match of the night. Let's go that far. I thought okay. this match was very good. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought I, it was good. I, it was it was fine. It was better than the women's match to open yesterday's show. Correct, but hmm. at first, this match did not have my interest whatsoever. I don't know what it was. Maybe even after that ten minute intro again, <laughs> but it just didn't have my interest at first. I mean, I even tweeted out, I was like, "This match doesn't have my interest." I don't know what it was, to be honest with you, but I thought I mean, when I thought when Ripley hit the Riptide early, I thought, "Oh, cool, we're gonna get this a quick match." <laughs> nope, but it was a good match at the end of it, though. It was it was one of the most physical women's matches. I've seen in a long time. Yes, I agree. Against essentially the same human. Mm. So, I mean, it it was even in the promo where when Ripley came in, she was called Little Charlotte. Uh, That is right. But it's good. It sends Charlotte down to NXT and then get some uh, energized for um, Wednesday night, get a little bit more star power versus Annie. And she will help build up that roster. Because right now, there's not a whole lot of proven female stars in NXT. There's a lot of Raw talent. And all else fails, we don't have Charlotte on Raw for six months. I think we'll screw her. (laughs) But I thought the standing cloverleaf by Ripley was pretty cool. And I was really thinking that Charlotte was going to tap there. It had me sold that that that's how the match was going to end. But the figure eight, once again, defeats an NXT woman that hadn't lost on the main card yet, just like Asuka. True. Yeah, like you said, it was the same ending as Asuka. It was. Years ago. When I saw Ripley start favoring her knee, I thought, nope, that's how we're going to end this. But who well, knows? It gives her an out, you know, and he got injured early. You know. Correct. And, all right, so Charlotte wins that one via submission. Rhea taps out. So Charlotte is now your new NXT Women's Champion for the second time. She's the second two-time Women's Champion, along with Shayna Baszler. Cool. So next up on the card, we have a guy who dressed as Maleficent when he came in the ring. 
Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, the pants-wearing Bobby Lashley. This that man has always off. wore shorts, and for some ungodly reason, he breaks out the Triple H pants. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but Lashley dominates early. He hit four. <laughs> I said Lashley went for a spear. And then, but Black hit him with the nastiest black mass. And what gets me is you had a little lover's quarrel there with Lashley and Lana. Yes. When Lana says, no, no, don't power slam. Hit him with a spear. And we all know that that's how he ate black mass for the ending. Yes. Did you happen to notice, too, that uh, he called Lana his, her, that was Lashley was her husband? They never officially ended the wedding on Raw, by the way. I did not catch that. I did not catch that either. Yeah, because uh, I don't know which one Saxton talked. Or yeah, he goes, "Well, Lana's up there supporting her husband," and I thought that wedding didn't finish, but interesting. Huh? I was expecting a Rusev run in for this match, but I'll take it. It's a big win for Black, and hopefully, hopefully, it excels him up the card for True. a match that was just thrown together. And was- I have very little interest in the match. Uh, really, I mean. I mean, it was it was short, which worked better. Yes. So the next match, one of the most entertaining matches for us big fellows, and I'm glad that there's two of them on this card on this call with me <laughs> because this is a match and a storyline each one of us has gone through. Every Damn, single man. every single big guy in America has gone through this same ridiculous storyline in their lifetime. Except I've true. never ended up with a supermodel at the end. <laughs> but But i was very happy for the ending it was it was nice correct i was wondering how they were going to tie in that sonya came out with dolph and how they were going to give otis someone else since tucker was hurt and this match wasn't awful i just i i strongly disliked jbl's bully thing for big guys he always compared otis to a farm animal or sea world i was like eventually that that just gets old because we've all heard that same thing. True. Right, but JBL is known for not liking bigger people. Correct. He's been on record saying stuff like that. And he course. is an incredible bully as a human being, anyways. Yeah, I mean that's why Mario those... that's why Mario Ronaldo had to quit the first time and get uh therapy. Yeah, it's because JBL bullied him into literally thinking things that weren't true. Correct. And <laughs> The the moment in the match that made every one of us cringe is when Dolph kicked him in the beanbag. Yes. Oh, yeah. That hurt so bad. Him and uh, Otis in his swim trunks. Yeah, I but, wasn't expecting swim trunks. And, of course, then we all get Mandy Rose coming out. She slaps the taste out of Sonya Deville's mouth. Mm-hmm. Low blows Dolph, and then we get the baddest move since the worm. The caterpillar. caterpillar. <laughs> and Otis finally gets his kiss. The trailer park take on Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man. <laughs> that is they finally had a storyline to an end, and I enjoyed it. Correct. I mean, it to me that is it's the trailer park version of Macho and Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> All right, next up, one of the, if not the longest match on the card, and I thought it went a little too long. Last man standing, Edge and Orton. I agree with you. It was too long for my taste. Yeah, it was it was good. Don't get me wrong. 
the environmental stuff could have been better. Uh, they could have used way more things. The move with Edge putting him in the chair, then like pulling himself up and launching him into the chair, I was yeah. like, that was weird. Correct. It's like it felt improvised on the go. And I didn't care for the cameraman having to run around and then to certain points of the match where you didn't see either one of them. That yeah, or true. that time, or the time the caravan got taken out. Correct. <laughs> but I did like when they used the camera on the floor when they first went over the barricade and they used that camera angle and shot up at Edge on the ground. Yeah, that was cool. I, I will but say it was, was cool. it was more physical of a match than I anticipated with Edge returning from his neck problem. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And probably one of my favorite parts of the match was where they're on top of the NXT trailer. And Randy, he's counting Randy Orton down. Edge turns around that chair and is like, don't effing count. Yes, that <laughs> was, was like, great. <laughs> but I will give them this, though. You could tell that spot was edited because at one point, Edge was up there by himself, and then the next shot, the ref was up there. Unless the ref is a spider monkey. <laughs> Not happening. And Orton I mean, was on the back of the truck, and the next shot, he's on the first box to jump up on the semi. I mean, that ref was in better shape probably than both of them. Correct. Younger, but. <laughs> Correct. But I wish they would take that microphone away from the ref and stuff because I'm tired of hearing. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, you asked, like, who huffed more. Correct. It was probably, it was probably Randy Orton. <laughs> My God. I mean, it's just I'm not a big fan of hearing them. I understand it's part of the show and it makes it feel more real. But at the same time, eh, I'm okay with it. I did like Edge's little submission move to essentially knock Orton out. Yes. Yeah. And I guess it's like his take on the Anaconda Vice. In a sense, yeah. And then we got the concerto, and we all know Orton didn't get up, and mm-hmm. Edge essentially gave, gives him the HBK Ric Flair kiss on the cheek to end the match. I always love you. Kind of a kind of a thank you for my match. So. I'm hoping this ends it and we get an edge advancement with some new star. Yeah, I was about to ask, where does, what does Edge do next? I would love That's to see it. Aleister Black and Edge. Yeah, a spear, a spear into Black Mass. The pirate thing. It would be great for this year's WrestleMania. It would have, yeah. but so we'll we'll see where Edge goes from here because we all know he signed up for I think three matches during the year and this is one of them. So, yeah. All right. Next up, we get Gronk as your new 24 7 champion, which you could easily tell, and I didn't catch till Matt pointed this out, was filmed yesterday. (laughs) It was because you hear, I forget who was on commentary, but they go, Mojo Raleigh, who just won the NXT, shoot, not the NXT, but 24 7 championship just just minutes ago. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, well, Gronk is our new 24-7 champion. We yeah. all kind of figured at some point he was going to get it as the host. Well, I mean, he signed a WWE contract, so. so we'll, we'll see. All right, next up, the Raw Tag Team Championship. The Street Profits versus Austin Theory and AJ Styles Prototype and Angel Garza. Theory and Garza are both NXT main roster flip-flops right now. They're brought up because Andrade got hurt. So Street Profits win, and not a terrible match. You Good got match. the big spots that you would expect. We I had... looked at. My... Go ahead. I looked at my phone 
more than I did this match. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it was okay. It's not the best match, but it was what I would expect for someone like Theory and Garza who were thrown into this spot, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. And, I mean, they even say it in commentary. Yeah. They've only been a tag team for X amount of days. True. Yeah. But we got the Street Profits win on Montez Ford leaping out of the sky. And then after the match, Theory and Garza come out and attack. We have Selena Vega in the ring, and we get the, I call it the main roster debut of Bianca Belair, Knoxville's own own Bianca Bianca Belair. I do want to say a huge apology. I was having some technical issues tonight on my end with headphones and my phone not wanting to pick up my microphone. So, sorry again, and it will be fixed. The final three matches tonight, we have... The SmackDown Women's Title Match: Bailey, Banks, Tamina, Lacey Evans, and Naomi. What did y'all think of this match? I liked I'm- it. Um... Hello, Go ahead, bro. Oh, I liked it. It, it was okay. It was not what I expected. For uh, some reason, I kept thinking it was a gauntlet match, and it obviously wasn't. So, um, but I. It didn't go. It didn't. It had, of course, had Tamina go out first, which every big person in a match like this goes out first. Yeah, unless they're winning. Unless they're unless they're the champion. Yep. But they did make her look really strong. Of course, I mean she is the ring veteran in that one. She's been in the company a long time. But we had Tamina eliminated first, then Naomi. And then the surprise, Sasha Banks got the women's right and got knocked out third. Uh, yeah. That surprised me as well. Yeah, I'm with Sasha you. Winning. But of course well, I had Bailey winning, so. We ended with Lacey Evans and Bailey, and I thought at one point they bought me into Evans winning, and then, of course, we get the stupid return of Sasha Banks to come back and help Bailey. Well, I, they actually bought me into Evans winning. I thought, well, they're going to actually go ahead and go through with this, but nah. they didn't. But I, I put on the last note of this match was yawn. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of seeing Bailey and Banks. Yeah, because we all knew what it was going to come down to. So, Correct. So, but we got Bailey retaining her SmackDown Women's Championship, which means the two main roster women's champions did not lose their titles at the biggest show of the year. No. The next quote-unquote match, the Funhouse match, <laughs> to me was the most entertaining thing on the show tonight. Because like you said, Brian, I'm not entirely sure if you can count it as a match, but, but we really don't know what a Funhouse match was, and I'm not entirely sure if I could describe it. It's shades of Matt Hardy to a T. It was great entertainment. I thoroughly enjoyed, especially the me being a WCW guy. I got the WCW references at the end, and um, but a match, not really. There's no action as a match, really. Well, someone talked about they did it that way to protect Cena's movie career. Well, I don't know about. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I don't know if I buy that because originally this was going to be in a stadium of people and he would have had to have a match. Correct. Yeah. 
So, I, go ahead. From the beginning of this match, I was giddy like a well, I didn't start watching until 2010 when I was in college. So, as a 18 year old boy, could be like I just remember how awesome wrestling is, and this actually it tells me wrestling just doesn't have to be about a match, quote unquote. It can be about telling a story. It can be telling and doing doing unique things. And this is what this did. It was sports entertainment. Exactly. And them going through John Cena's career, I kind of called that. Correct. On the podcast prediction, you called that exact same thing. It didn't happen the way I thought it would, but they did it. Yeah. And I even... Th- what? And even throwing it back to, you know, like the old 80s Saturday night event, main event. Yeah. Promos and WCW. And... I love the, the NWO uh, John Cena. That was a little off the wall. I wasn't expecting that. You're, you're right. And I just, yeah, that was, that threw me off too. And Bray Wyatt just memorizing these promos. Yeah. The, and the, the perks of editing and recording. Exactly. And I just saw a thing. Eric Bischoff just uh, tweeted a video. And it's, he's sitting at home and he's well, what we just saw was weird. I was <laughs> fired in October. And in April, I was in the co-main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> who else? Who else has done that? <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest surprise to me in this match, though, was when he was talking about the biggest failures. It was talking about John Cena's. Yeah, and it showed CM Punk with the belt blowing him a kiss. I loved hmm. it. That was the biggest surprise to me because I was like, Vince signed off on this. Well, Bray has creative control over his character. Right, but we all know Vince still has his hands and stuff. Yeah, Vince don't want to put it on TV. It's not going to go. Exactly. Of course, I love the little homage to Brody Lee, too, when they put him on there when Cena was at, uh, or Bray Wyatt at uh, one of the WrestleManias. Yeah. But it, it was entertaining to me. I loved every minute of it. I loved it when the Vince McMahon puppet said that line because y'all said it all weekend. <laughs> that, was a, that guy, the guy who I get that from is from TikTok. Yeah, the same yeah. thing. Like, I loved him being Mr. McBoss Man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and, mercy. Yeah, that was great. Like, he's just sitting there and all that happens. He's like, that's such good, this is such good shit. <laughs> I, I loved it. I'm like, holy cow. And even Porkchop was like, wow, you guys talk about that in the podcast. And it's like, I know, it's weird. <laughs> I thought it was, it was a good atonement for Bray Wyatt. It was. And I mean, I, I just wish we could do a podcast just breaking that match down. Well, we can next week. Because <laughs> I loved it. Like, that's my favorite match. Even though it's not really a match, there was a pinfall. I said, like, the Boneyard match was the best gimmick match ever. I think this kind of holds a candle to the Boneyard match. Yeah, it was a good 
it was a good match. I, it was a fun house match, and I don't think we never need to see another one. No, this just needs to be a one-time thing. Correct. <laughs> All right, for the last match in the main event of the entire Showcase of the Immortals, the Beast Brock Lesnar defending his WWE Championship against the Royal Rumble winner Drew McIntyre, the Scottish so- psychopath. So, did you guys uh, catch when the commentators were like, Brock Lesnar has defended or fought for the WWE Championship in five of the last six WrestleManias. Correct. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know the last time he didn't? 30 when he beat Taker. Correct. I just just think it's ridiculous that we allow part-time champs to hold a belt to WrestleMania. At first, I thought this was going to be a quick match like the Goldberg match. I mean – over, you know. So I counted the what I have. He gave, he gave McIntyre three F five, and then we get all uh Goldberg Strowman four Claymores mm-hmm. and a pinfall. Well, there was some suplexes in there. Yeah, I mean, outside of the finishing moves, there were suplexes, and that was really it. Yep. So it was I just almost, wish it was almost move for move the same format as Strowman Goldberg. I think the live crowd with this match would have helped it tremendously with the end. Yes. I wish Drew McIntyre finally got his WrestleMania moment in front of a crowd and not with commentators and blackness. So, what was your all's favorite match of the night? Tonight? uh, I would say the Funhouse match tonight. Per se. How about you, Last Matt? Boneyard. Yeah, I, I think the gimmick matches won WrestleMania. Not because of they didn't take place in an empty arena or anything. There was still no one around with the gimmick matches either. But I think they just won it. Just based off creativity and let the superstars just go with it. So the Firehouse, the Firehouse match. The Firefly Funhouse match was definitely my favorite. Correct. I thought the two essentially non-matches were the top matches of WrestleMania. It was. And just like I said, it's just not because no fans, but just because of the creativity. You had to make something work without a crowd, and uh, perfect. Now, the two, yeah, exactly. the two actual matches, I get, oh, I'll say three that were, to me, the best matches, and to me, they're 1A, 1B, 1C, is Owens, Rollins, Edge Orton, and Ripley Flair. Edge Orton would have been better if it didn't take 47 minutes. And in front of a live crowd. Yeah, seeing him fight through a crowd is a heck of a lot more entertaining than a gym. Yes. Yeah. And like I would have, I would have loved to see a spear go down in the end zone of you know Raymond Jones Stadium. Correct. That would have been really cool. But I, I thought tonight you had Edge and Orton and Ripley and Flair were the two top actual matches. Yeah, I, yes. I agree with that. I love Ripley yeah. Flair. It was a physical battle, and we don't see those too often in women's matches. No, like what. Like a guy on Twitter said, he said it has takeover 
Like it's a takeover type match on WrestleMania. You're absolutely correct. And but I think you look at the gimmick matches won WrestleMania, both of them. They were the top two matches of WrestleMania. It's the ones everyone's going to keep talking about. Correct. And absolutely. I absolutely I tweeted out immediately after the Funhouse match. Matt Hardy has his stamp all over this WrestleMania. He's already tweeted on it himself, congratulating Bray Wyatt on it. Imagine what Vince could have done had he let Matt Hardy have his own creative control. It would have been insane. Um, That's what he wanted, and he couldn't get it. I would have loved to watch the Fiend and Bray Wyatt, or the Fiend and Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy, in a match like that with both of their creative control. That would be nuts. <laughs> it would really would be. So, any last words or any last thoughts about WrestleMania 36? Um, I just wish one thing in the Funhouse match that Cena didn't bring up Husky Harris, which I understand that you're going through all of the careers. Mm-hmm. But I think Husky Harris is still the biggest black eye for Bray Wyatt. Yep. But other than that, you know, the funniest moment for me was not only the Mc, Mc, whatever Mc, he was called. Big <laughs> boss man uh, was John Cena. You thought he was beating up Bray Wyatt, but no, it turned out to be that little pig. Huskus <laughs> the pig. Yes, yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> what about you, Brian? <laughs> uh, it was enjoyable WrestleMania. It's they did the best they could in the circumstances, and um, hopefully now, after all, they can take a break and and this stuff is over with. Well, I know for a fact we're getting Money in the Bank on May 10th. They already had that promo. Oh, they did not cancel it? Wow. That's... No, no, they're, they're having Money in the Bank on May 10th. Hmm. So they've already, which hopefully, they've already started running commercials for that. Which hopefully everything will be over by then. Correct. So we'll see. Uh, I think you, you could give them a week or two off and nobody would really bat an eye. True. Let NXT run with their weekly show, and you'll be set. But I, yeah, because that's the only person that has ratings. Like, you know, ratings war is Wednesday night. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, so thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on the part two WrestleMania recap. Sorry for the microphone issues. I don't know what in the world's going on with technology, but it's a wonderful thing, and it's also a terrible thing at the same time. So thank you, gentlemen. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed WrestleMania, and we will see you all down the road. Peace and chicken grease. Thank you for listening to another episode of When the Bell Tolls the Big Cuz. Tonight, you listen to us break down the second night of WrestleMania 36, the show that was too big for just one night. Very interesting matches tonight. I thought night one had a better flow, but night two delivered with more physical matches. All in all, a pretty good card since we all had low expectations. So thank you again. Remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over.